You're listening to a Skewed Orbit original podcast. Hey friends, welcome back to Highly Unlikely. I'm your host, Alex Getlin, and this is the show where I get my friends high and teach them about a subject that is so bizarre, it seems highly unlikely, but it is 100% true. Now, my guest today is my friend Lizzie Weissman. She's a hilarious comedian. And this episode, we're going to go back in time to 1930s America when the U.S. government secretly teamed up with the Jewish mafia to stop the rise of Nazis in America. Hell yeah. That's right. (laughs) I love that. Have you heard well, about this? I mean, I know. Isn't this kind of like Inglorious Bastards, like where people kind of like that's um, a movie is like yeah, sort of this a take, theme of yeah. This takes place a little bit before because that was during right. World War II. Right. This was in the 30s. Well, I'm high. I was half yeah. listening, you know. But yeah, we'll get into well, that. You know, the 30s was leading into the 40s. So <laughs> yeah, there you that's go. True. Um, we'll get into that in a second. But okay. I ask everybody this at the top of the show. I've had some people that are like veteran stoners. Okay. Like Handron CV came on. He ate multiple gummies through oh, the episode, no. ripped his vape the whole time. Oh, wow. And then I had my friend Katie, <laughs> who's like a really funny uh, gal, professional dancer. Okay. She had like a little baby joint. She was like, I don't want to get too high. Yep. I get paranoid. What's your like weedness? I feel like you're in the middle, right? I'm, I'm definitely in the middle. So I've been smoking since I was 15. Okay. But it gave me anxiety. I was like, why the fuck am I doing this? What? But you know, you just hang like, out in California. I grew up in LA, so it's like around. Like that's what you did in high yeah, school. Yeah, I also feel it. Like we're both Jews, by yes, the way. That's why I picked true. this topic for Lizzie. The anxiety. I think it's <laughs> in our blood. Like, oh, we're, of course it we're is. We're an anxious people. Yeah, it definitely is in our blood. And my friend one time was like, "You're neurotic," and I got offended. And then I thought about what it meant. I was like, "She's right." Like, <laughs> <laughs> it has its moments, but yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm like in the middle for sure. Yeah. So we're gonna start in 1938, New York City. Okay. Okay. Now, did you even know that there was a Jewish mafia? Yes. You did know this. Yes. Because a lot of people don't because yes. you say the mafia. You just think of like the Italians. No, no, like Orthodox Jews. Actually, yeah. 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 They're like drug dealers too. There's a movie Currently. Them. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. Do you know some? I feel like you're like, I've been I've been in those circles. No, but I grew up in an Orthodox neighborhood, so I'm like, what's happening oh, over yeah. here? Yeah, well, yeah. it's but so funny. Not at all, obviously. But. No, no. It's actually, <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because as we dive into this, I had like mixed feelings okay. on learning this stuff because... You know, the stereotype of Jews is like we're all like nebbishy, like Woody Allen, yeah, Larry yeah, David. Like Larry David, like, yeah. These guys are fucking tough. Dude. Oh, yeah. But at the same so part of me is like, well, they are murderers, they are criminals, you know. But the other part's like, yeah, but they're fucking cool. You yeah, know? Like, <laughs> that's badass. I mean, also like Israeli guys in the fucking army. Like, do you see those guys? Come yeah. on, Jews, we could be badass yeah. for sure. But it's funny, I feel like every culture has like a sense of pride about their mafia ties. Like, okay. you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like the Italians are the most famous. Most famous. But although I had Take a hit um, another episode, with okay. Anthony Amarello, we did the Russian Mafia. That, oh, that's a big one. That's yeah. a big one. It's called Bratva. It's a great episode. Bratva. Check it out. Uh, some would say it's the biggest one in the world at the moment. I mean, um, I would believe that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean... But anyway, so it's interesting about, like, the story of organized crime okay, in the sorry. United States. So basically, the story of organized crime follows the story of, like, when immigrants were coming over. Like, mm-hmm. for the ones that were kind of really persecuted against. The first like big our ones... People. Right. Yeah, of course. But even the, before us... Before that... Before us, the Irish were the first big wave 
of you know immigrants coming and really persecuted for being immigrants. And so they like that's where the alcoholism problem came from, right? Is that what I don't, I don't know? I don't know I'm if kidding, it came kidding. from that. Specific. It was trauma. It was trauma. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Continue. Yeah. Well, they were fleeing a potato famine, and you know. Yeah. But a lot of those guys were were came over and they were like petty criminals. Okay. And they committed crime, but it wasn't organized. So, tell me. The Jews come over, and a lot of this is what's interesting about like early 1900s United States. Mm-hmm. Is there were a lot of Jews coming from both like Eastern Europe and from like Germany, and the mm-hmm. German Jews they were like scholarly, they were well read, mm-hmm. but the Eastern European Jews they were coming over during like the pogrom period, getting out of what became Russia. Okay, you know it was called I don't know what pogrom. it was called back then. It was Prussia. I don't know. I think yes. Maybe I Maybe. didn't look that part up specifically. No. But either way, these guys were tough. They were scrappy. Sick. You know, they were not the same as like the very. And they also, there was a big rift between like German Jews and Russian Jews. They didn't really. Yeah, they're uh, like tough people. Both yeah. of them come, you know, stand and, the ground. Exactly. Yeah. But, but also, it was even more so like the German Jews looked at them as like, oh, you're like Trash. low class. They're like, yeah, like we're educated. And right. You are nothing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But, but. While this happening, there's like gangs of, you know, Jewish gangs, there's mm-hmm. Irish gangs, there's even Italian gangs at the time. But all these gangs, typically, they weren't really operating at a high level. They, okay. they, tend, they tended to commit crimes against their own community, mainly because that was who was around. You know, yeah. like Italians rob Italians, Jews rob Jews. Again, it was low-level stuff like, you know extortion rackets okay. and, you know, loan yeah. chart. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, like the businessy stuff of... Uh... <laughs> crime yeah, yeah. And, and armed robbery armed, you know. Well, yeah that's a business but it was so. easier it was just thought of like yeah it's harder to go to another neighborhood and pull that off it's easier to of get course. You know. but anyway you know how to work we, your own people yeah okay so yeah. then mm-hmm. tell me early more. 1900s we meet this guy arnold rothstein arnold okay rothstein. very jewish very jewish arnold Roth- Ar- rothstein Ar- arnie rothstein yeah he's here for um yeah. his nickname was the brain the brain yeah that was his nickname the brain. And he's considered to be one of the founding fathers of organized crime in America. Ooh, okay? okay. So Arnold Rothstein didn't come from a crime family that you might assume. He actually came from a very scholarly family. His um, parents were like well-educated, straight okay. shooters. His older brother ended up going to rabbinical school. So he was one of the... He, he was, was in. Well, yeah, he, he was he was rebelling. He didn't want to be part of that life. Right. He loved gambling. Yeah, he was, he was who throwing, doesn't? As a kid, throwing dice. It's you know so what I mean? so fun. Would you do that like in a back alley dice game back in like the 30s? I'm, do you feel like you would be that person? I hate losing money, so I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't even like gambling like now, so I don't know. I mean, maybe. I mean, like, I'll do like $5 or like yeah. 10 just like... For the experience, I'll, but I'll throw. I've, I haven't. I haven't in years. When I was like newly twenty-one, the first times I had been to Vegas, uh, yes, I did a little bit, and then I was like, "Dude, this sucks, man!" <laughs> it does, like, suck. it does. Like to lose a lot. I don't understand how anybody puts like a thousand dollars on one number. I don't get it. That's I, because I they're idiots. Yeah, yeah or they're, <laughs> they're just it, reckless, dude. That's a high. Well, get people high on that and come do this. High gambling. Yeah, yeah, high gambling. Um, gotta get a man. You call it high stakes. High stakes. That'd, That'd be, be great. High rollers. High rollers. Yeah, yeah. and you roll e- ecstasy while well, you high roll and then do a oh, whole podcast. No, about I'm not doing that. I was imagining like rolling <laughs> joints and getting high. Oh, you, and, oh yeah. yeah. I was. You can you can roll. In a car. I just. <laughs> I, I can. If you're really good at cards, that I can understand. Craps looks fun. I will say, craps looks like it's the most fun. Do you think it looks fun because of what the movies have done? Like the yes. Vegas movies, you're like, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. and then the girl blowing on your dice, <laughs> like that. So stupid. You guys didn't. If you're listening only, you didn't see Lizzie like did this very sexy. Like, yeah, like, like ooh, not like. Uh, yeah. But anyway, let's get back to our friend. Okay, let's do it. Arnold Rothstein. Even though he came from the straight-laced family, 
he was there's stories of his youth that like his brother was sort of the, the older okay. brother was like the favorite and him is kind of like the ignored younger man. sibling mm. and he's like I'm gonna go bad mm. you know so anyway I relate to that he had the ingenuity to that, that's you that's, <laughs> I relate to that yeah yeah is like your a, sister like a straight shooter and you're like, like straight A's yeah. not straight shooter but like she definitely I don't know I, I feel like I said that three times I don't know straight shooter straight laced is what straight I meant straight laced Straight shooter. She tells it how it is. Yeah. You know, what's up? No, straight edge. Straight edge. No, she's not straight edge. Yeah. But she definitely thinks I'm more of like the wild. I'm like, mm-hmm. you were going to raves, girlfriend. I was getting high with a bunch of Jews in the valley. That's so funny. Like, come on. <laughs> you know, like, what is happening? Yeah. Yeah. Just like, yeah, that's so funny, dude. Okay. So this guy, Arnold Rothstein, realized like, hey, man, there's a way to make a lot more money doing this organized crime thing. And he kind of had the ingenuity to reach mm-hmm. out and start building relationships with the Italians and even to an extent the Irish and, Afri- and African-Americans. Yeah, yeah, he schmoozed his way into the whole network. Yeah, and, yeah. right. Okay. And he did some pretty um, incre- incredible stuff. He apparently rigged the 1919 World Series. So, you know, back then, baseball players didn't get paid very well. And he figured out that they were, a lot of them were pissed at the owner and he bribed them to throw the game. And he made a ton of money betting on the other team. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a good game there. Yeah. Yeah. That's Um, crazy. Apparently, it is it is height had about ten million dollars, which, if you adjusted for today, that's about one hundred and fifty million dollars. Wow. Yeah. So he's a he was a rich guy. That's he, really rich. Yeah. He was not doing low level stuff. Yeah. Okay. He was, he was a crime boss. Okay. He was... Now he was the uh, mentor for some pretty infamous Jewish gangsters that okay. you might have heard of, okay? Bugsy Siegel? Yes. Yes, I did it. You know what? Thank you, Dick Tracy, the movie. There you go. You know Bugsy Siegel. <laughs> I know Bugsy Siegel. And you know Meyer Lansky. Meyer Lansky? You don't know Meyer Lansky? I don't know Meyer Lansky. Oh, wow, really? Maybe, if you, maybe the story, but not the name okay. that goes so with Meyer the story. So Meyer Lansky and Bugsy Siegel were two of the big, prominent Jewish mm-hmm. mafia guys, okay? In fact, Meyer Lansky... I didn't mean for this to happen, but a lot of my episodes are like cross-pollinating with information. Okay. I did an episode with my organized good... crime. You know, that's an organized right. network and a unit, though, so they must overlap. A then, yeah, right. There <laughs> a you go. Ven a of ven. crime. Um, I did an episode with your good friend and mine, Randy Valerio, yes. on money love laundering. La- love Randy. Yeah, yes. Randy's great. So we did a whole episode on money laundering. Okay, cool. And actually, which is a big um, business today. Yeah, well. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And one of the activities of the mob. And uh, big business today. <laughs> Meyer Lansky. Jewish mafioso, he was the first one to figure out to take mob money and put it in Swiss banks and then Ooh. get it back to America as a form of cleaning it. Which is so like as as a Jewish person I know. hearing it, it's like You're course, like, oh Jews run the banks and like it's, it's like, like oh my god, dude. I, of course. What a, st- that's, what a stereotype. <laughs> really. Like they uh oh, bring in the money, got bring in the Jew to handle the money. But 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 he did a good he job. He did a great he job. He did a good dude. job. He was he, he was, did a good job. He was known as the mom's accountant. Okay. I love that. So Meyer Lansky is very important. We'll get more to him to the specifics part it, of the story. I'm sorry, but it's like Meyer Lansky, or is his last name like Meyer Lansky? No, his name. No, and then his, it's like that's his like name. Yeah, on the street. it does sound like Meyer Lansky. No, his name is Meyer. Lansky, is Meyer, yeah. and his last name is Lansky. Yeah, it was the 20s. Like it was different kind of yeah. and 30s, different you know names back then. Our friend Arnold Rothstein, though, okay. how he really made his money big time I'll is he was how. the first one to figure out how much could be made with prohibition. Because he understood Ooh. the business empire of it, where it like, oh, it's supply and demand, supply and demand, but also how to set up fake companies, how yes. to hide the booze, how to hide the money in walls. Had it, yeah, well, not just that, but just like the whole. I mean, that was part of it too. I mean, yeah. You know, Can you imagine real, finding that now? Old hidden booze. Yeah, in you like your walls. 
fuck yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding? You're not worried about getting like. Yeah. I take it like a sip. I'm not going to be like, let's fucking beer bong this yeah. shit. Or like, you know, I'm going to take a sip. And so Rothstein. Unless it smells like the worst thing that you oh, could yeah. ever smell. Okay. Yes. Tell me Rothstein. Um, so he was the mentor to a lot of these guys. Okay. Like Bugs, um, Bugsy Siegel. Bugsy Siegel Bugsy and Marlansky. Thank you. And those, I come with facts, too. Yeah, uh, it's good. I'm yeah. glad you know some stuff. Yeah. So those guys uh, created something called Murder, Inc. That's what the Like group, the record label? So this is the original Murder, Inc. <laughs> this is the original Murder, Inc.? They didn't call themselves Stop. that, but that's what they got known as by the press. Because they were the contract yes. killers. They would get hired out by the Italians and oh other mobs. They did over or as many as a 1,000 contract killings from 1929 to 1941. Okay. It's a lot. So it's these a lot guys of are, These guys are no joke, dude. It's a lot of people. Yeah. yeah, which again, part of me is as a Jewish person, part of me is like, ah, oh, that's yeah, right, that's yeah. not good. But part of me is like, yeah, yeah. But exactly. it's only specific to gangsters because now when I like see stories like Bernie Madoff or Harvey Weinstein, I'm like, you piece of shit. Oh my god, that's so it's, gross. It's not even kind of the same. You know what I mean? No, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's just interesting though when it's the mafia. It's like, yeah, you guys are cool though. You know, <laughs> yeah, but like, what do you think makes them just getting? brought into the mafia when you're a young kid like who does that like, well with these desperation guys or with these guys specifically remember they came from a really really tough that's life that's true in eastern europe again um this they is, it's the only way out that's like their only yeah, way out. They, yeah. Were, they, they were tough it was how to survive also they're getting persecuted against remember a lot of places true. wouldn't hire jews i mean that's right. why jews irish and italians they were all and of course, African Americans, obviously, but I'm saying yeah. the European immigrants. Yes, they were all really persecuted when they first got here. So they, you know, you can't get normal, clean lines of work. What happens? Well, you join the mob. You join now. The there are exceptions. Dark web. There are exceptions, like our friend Arnold Rothstein. Tell me, the guy from before. Remember, yeah. he came from an affluent family. His brother Correct. became a rabbi. He and could he have been straight. he was the rebel. He was, yeah, he could have been straight, but he chose. He wanted to be a criminal. Murder, so, ink life. Yeah. You know? He was, <laughs> was like, like oh, murder, ink life. Yeah. But yeah, it's interesting because um, a lot of these guys had like really interesting, like they all have like nicknames. Okay. One guy was named Albert the Mad Hatter Anastasia. I don't know why he's called the Mad Hatter, but they What's all. What's that drug that gave you Mad Hatter disease? I don't know. There's a drug. Oh, so maybe he had something to do with that. A guy named Louis Lepke Butchaller. I don't know how you say these names, but Lepke was his, uh, it was like, I guess, some Yiddish. Uh, Lepke, Lepke. We should yeah. look it up. What's Lepke if it's Yiddish? I don't know. Let's see. Hey, Siri, what is Lepke? <laughs> Does she know Yiddish? Let's it's see. a dying language. Oh, that doesn't make sense. Okay. What is it? It means like little, Lewis. So like, Lepke means little in Yiddish? Yeah. So it's like little Lewis. So I guess he was probably short. He was a pretty prolific guy in Murder, Inc. He, fun fact about him, was one of the first people ever electrocuted by Old Sparky. That was the name given to one of the first electric chairs used oh. in New York. Really? Another guy <laughs> named uh, Samuel Red Levine. Red was his middle name. It was rumored that he wouldn't kill anyone on uh, the Sabbath. I bet he had red hair. It must have been that. I bet yeah. he had red hair. But uh, it's interesting, like... He's, a, he's murdering people, but he won't do it on Shabbat. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was his thing. That might have been just like a myth, too, to like, you know, Yeah, of course. Anyway, okay, so that's just some context okay, I like it. on how organized crime was started, how the Jews got involved, some of the key players. Now we get to the bulk of our story. So in 1938, in the country, mostly in New York, but other places, there were a lot of Germans living in the U.S. There were 12 million at that time. Oh, okay. And most of those German immigrants were like interested in assimilating, being part of the country, but about one in every 500 wanted to align themselves with Adolf Hitler and the mm. Nazi party. Mm. They were very interested in sort of having that movement become part of America, take over the US, okay? Now this was before 
the war started and before America entered. So it was a little bit not accepted, but it was more. It, it's like hard to imagine that now, but at the time it was just like I don't know. This guy Hitler's in Europe talking about Jews, whatever. Who cares, you know? So there was something called the American German Bund that was uh, one of several groups that was created in the United States that were German uh, ethnic people that they were either like. Mm -hmm. literally they came from Germany originally or they were like the first generation okay. of German parents and they wanted again they were like very into the Nazi party Charles Lindbergh also you know him I mean, yeah you're familiar yeah yeah he, uh, the Lindbergh baby no that's somebody else his his, his uh, kid got stolen from the yeah cradle. but he was also a big fan of Adolf Hitler did right. you know that I think so I read a the first time I ever took Adderall when I was <laughs> prescribed it, I read a book about it like that, like this, in two okay. days. <laughs> I was like, that was what, a lot What was me. in the book? I remember not a lot because I was in high school and I've smoked a lot since then. Oh, my God. But I do remember <laughs> the baby. Okay. Well, um, just as an example of like how okay. prominent it was, like there were major figures like Charles Lindbergh who was like, no, Hitler's great. These Jews are sneaking in and taking over America. Let's bring Nazism to the U.S. It wasn't as clear cut as like, like now, obviously, when people say that shit, thank God, people are like, people yeah, are like, that's wrong. What are right, you, right. what is happening? Stop. But <laughs> at that time, it wasn't, you know, it was before the war. Yeah, right? well, yeah. So, yeah. Um, the brainwashing people, was beginning. It wasn't popular, but it was like growing. In fact, right. the group originally was called Friends of New Germany, and they had to rebrand themselves the German-American Bund because the original group was like, when they called it Friends of New Germany, they were, people were like, wait, New Germany? Like, why? what do you mean new? Like, as, it was too obvious. Like they were, New Mexico. They were trying, well... <laughs> We just stole that shit. I, I know. Mean, and made it new. New yeah. Mexico. It's like <laughs> but uh, most Americans were like, we're not going to become new Germany, guys. We're yeah. America. And yeah. So they had to kind of re do some rebranding. Um, did they hire a team for that to come up with the I don't know. But I guarantee I mean, you if they did, there were some Jews on Jews, that exactly. staff. There were some <laughs> Jews involved for that for sure. Um, yeah. yeah. But the thing is, dude, I went and found photos online. There's like a lot of parades they did where they're marching with American flags and Nazi flags together. Scary. And they're in brown I mean, shirt uniforms, you know. Can I be honest? Like, of if course. you would have told me this a few years ago, I'd be like, what? And it's still shocking, but I feel like the way America is now, I'm not that surprised. I get what you're saying. In a I, way, I don't you think know? we're quite... We're not... Well, there were people marching in the streets and, like... I know. The, yes. Jews will not replace us yes, and, yes. and Listen, tiki I, torches, which... You can't take tiki torches away from me. Like, I like that as an aesthetic, and now they're using it as a anti-hate thing. I was like, listen, no, Hawaiian shirts and tiki torches? No. Listen, I totally agree with you. And, like, fuck those guys. I'm glad they all yeah. lost their jobs and everything. What I'm just saying is, though, I, there was, though, as far as, as far as, like, a big organized thing, okay. there was that one in 2016. Everybody was like, what the fuck is going yeah, on? Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, it, like, yeah, yeah, that yeah, went yeah. away real yeah. fast. I'm just saying it doesn't. It doesn't. F I know. It doesn't that, prolong and like grow and become yeah, a thing. And I know that there's is obviously there's issues in the country with yeah. like people being racist and, and other um, extremism. But I don't feel like there's a movement of like, hey, foreign country with a dictator. We want your type of lifestyle to in come over and be what we do here. It's not. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, it's not yeah, quite yeah, yeah, yeah. there yet. It's more like. I mean, there definitely is some language that's overlapping. Similar. When I'll, I'll get to that in a little mm, bit with the speeches. Mm. I, feel, I felt it. I but felt you, it. you get the difference I'm saying? I do though. what you're saying. Yeah. I do what yeah, you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even so, there, there was, it was big in parts okay. of the country. Do you know about Murphy Ranch out here in L.A.? Murphy Ranch? Where is that? So it actually is abandoned now, but it's kind of in the hills by the Palisades. And it was built. Oh, that's not like that Nazi, like, people go on hikes there. Yeah. 
people there's like a graffiti yep, there's a yep, bunker yep. okay yes. so yes. that was built by a couple in the 30s named um winona and norman stevens they were from something called the silver legion norman. it's always norman well who else is norman bates <laughs> boo i was thinking it's always norman okay okay sure <laughs> sure there's a part of something called the silver legion of america members and again, it's just one of these groups mm-hmm. that, you know, there were a bunch of different ones. Right. Um, the biggest one was the German-American Bund, which is what we'll focus on in a okay. bit. But they built this place. And they were planning to gift it to Hitler. So keep in mind, you know, when wars take place, in order to invade a country like the United States, you need to have people in the country that are on your side. Right. So these people who were loyal to the Nazis and big fans of them, they started um, acquiring guns and ammunition mm-hmm. and building compounds. They even got a plane at one point. Like other cults. Yeah. Seriously. Of, right. Like all those cults, the one in uh, Utah, the fundamentalists. Mm-hmm. Did you watch that? Talk? I don't know, but oh, I'll have to check it out. Oof. But yeah, so, they, they built a compound and they yeah. all, it's like. And that was what this was supposed to be. It was supposed to be like Hitler's base in America, in LA. Now, thankfully, the day after the Pearl Harbor attack, the city of um, Los Angeles sent in a bunch of police mm-hmm. and the government basically took over and they were like, hey, we know what you're doing here. No. So and, LA sent people out. You said the city of LA. Well, a bunch of LA city police officers went. I don't actually know 100% okay. who made the call, but yeah, let's give the credit let's to LA. Let's give the credit to a little bit. My yeah. hometown, you know. Yeah, they like, basically, I think the government was probably keeping an eye. For, they knew what was happening right. for a while, but they couldn't move until we had officially entered the war. And then, as soon as we entered the war, and it was like, well, this is an enemy base now, mm. so we're going to take it. Mm. And it's been abandoned since the city of LA um, officially like took jurisdiction of the land since the '90s. Mm. And they there used to be a lot more um, on the property. They've bulldozed a lot. Have of you it been since. when you like when you lived here? Where you mm-hmm. going? I never been. I've, I've never been either. Exactly. It's not abandoned. It's on Instagram. It yeah, is. It is. Well, it's abandoned in the sense of like nobody. Li- well, they actually, I was going to say nobody lives there, but people now people probably live there. <laughs> the way LA <laughs> is yeah. now, yeah. yeah, people probably live. It's there. cool, man. It's, it's a good like, shelter if they need like for that purpose. Sure. Like if you need it's to get got out these. Of- well, they bulldozed most of the buildings, but there's mm-hmm. one. There's like two buildings that are left that were made of like concrete. Right. And those, they didn't. By the way, they didn't finish building it when the government took it. It was like in development. Mm, um, so it was like never completed. But apparently, structure. when the when the police moved in, there were like 50 people that had been like living there that were part of this group that were planning to like. Cults are crazy, man. Yeah. It's all okay. Yeah, it's, it's all crazy. So while this is all happening, right? This is a German-American bond. They're giving speeches. They're talking about how evil the Jews are. Mm-hmm. They're like, Hitler's the guy. Let's... The evil Jews. And they would say, yeah, yeah right. Okay. The evil. So this judge in New York, who was formerly a U.S. congressman, his name's Nathan Perlman. Nathan Perlman. Yeah. Another. It's right. a man. I have a man, a Berg, a Stein. Berg, Bergmanstein. Bergmanstein. Yeah. Bergman, also, Germanstein Farb. Gold, Goldstein. Okay. So he sees all this is going on. Okay. He's like, dude, this is a problem. This, this is we problem. need to deal with this. Problem is, they weren't breaking any laws. You know, they were in their protected right under the First Amendment. And he's like, I can't. I'm a judge. I can't just. Right. Like, so who does he call? Ghostbusters. <laughs> Liz. <laughs> Okay, it was funny. I'll leave it. You in. love me. Yeah, Come of on. course. I love you because you have so many corny jokes like that, but they're beautiful. You know? Okay, thank you. He calls his friend Meyer Lansky. Meyer Lansky, who was basically big, big wig in the Jewish mafia. You know, again, he was the guy who was. I the remember Meyer. Yeah. And apparently, according to this uh, article I read, and there's a, actually a book about this, um, Ooh, he called it? Meyer and he said, "Quote: You think you got some boys who might want to punch a Nazi?" And oh, that, that's badass. <laughs> yeah. 
Do you got some boys who might want to punch a Nazi? And Let's the, go. Yeah. So the um, the story goes that Meyer Lansky was like, because they knew what was going on too. Right. He's like, you know, Judge, we can do a lot more than just punch these guys. They were, he was a part of Murder Inc. Mm-hmm. And basically saying like, you know, we can kill him. And the judge was like, don't kill him. We're not going to murder anybody. I just want you to get rid of their them. ass okay. and send a message. Ooh. You know, like this is not welcome. Mm. Like basically, do what has to be done. To get him out of here, to right. stop the rise, take of, him to the brink. Because again, I mean, the things they were saying, it was parroting what Hitler was saying in the 30s, like yeah, the Jews talk. run the world. Yeah, it was so. Who runs world? Jews. That's what Hitler was oh my saying. God. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god, dude. Ah, that's why you like, have me around. <laughs> yeah. By the way, this guy Judge Perlman, his grave reads. Just to give you a little insight, just to him. Okay. Quote: His life was full of kind words and gentle deeds, and if the cause was just, not so gentle deeds. Ooh. So he had a reputation. That is a, that of, to have that on your headstone. Yeah, you know, right? Probably from a lot of this. Okay, so there's this guy named Fritz Kuhn. He was the boss of the German American Bund. He was like the top American Nazi at the time. Okay. He had immigrated from he was Germany. Tan. <laughs> what? He was tan, top American Nazi. I'm sorry. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> I like to give like acronyms to people. Oh my god! I'm sorry. He so this guy was, but he was high up. He there were photos of him shaking Hitler's hand. He had met Hitler in person. Hitler was like in the beginning. We'll get to it later. But in the beginning, Hitler was like, "I support what you're doing there," because um, mm. he he wanted Hitler really didn't want America to get involved in the war. He saw that we came in a World War One. Hitler thought two things. One, he did think that. Tell um, me what Hitler thought, please. <laughs> yeah, well, dude, he didn't like us for sure. <laughs> But he, um, he he knew that America is partly why Germany lost World War mm-hmm. One. He also massively underestimated our power. He really thought we were a bunch of dumb hillbillies, and like we, he just didn't expect us to be able like, to come, come in together. and save the yeah. day. Yeah. So this guy is like you know leading the German American mm-hmm. Bund. So on April twentieth, nineteen thirty eight, which was Hitler's birthday. This April, guy, yeah, 420. Right, yeah. That he, was, isn't that funny? Everyone's like, let's get high on 420, and everyone's like, but it's also Hitler's birthday. Well, I'm pretty sure he didn't smoke weed, you know, so it's like a way to... You don't to, know. That's true. I don't you know. Don't I do know, know he was vegetarian. Did wasn't you know that? He, he was a vegetarian? Mm-hmm. Did you know that? I don't think I knew that. Yeah. He was He was a lot of things. Um, he was also a brutal psychopath, but... He based a lot of his, like, th- beliefs on some fiction book that he had read. Wait, really? I didn't know that part. Yeah, the, yeah there's, the, Hitler was really into this... Uh, Scientology? Like, kind, no, kind of like a science... Like, not science fiction, but definitely a book that influenced his... I don't know the name of the book. I listened to it on a podcast, but it influenced... I'll have to look it up. Off, what is this book, and who the fuck wrote and it? And it like, influenced some of his thoughts. But dude, isn't that crazy, man? Conducted just, himself, yeah. It's so much of like human history. Like, somebody reads something and interprets it in their own like yeah. perverted way and then does something horrible in the name of, you know, like the alien gods or whatever. Dude, Charles, you know Charles Manson and Helter Skelter? Yeah. Helter Skelter is a Beatles song and Charles Manson just took it. Took that as inspiration to start, you know, speaking of cult leaders. Oh yeah. Yeah. So back to 1938, April 20th at the Yorkville Casino. I guess there was some sort of like, you know, place they were Mobs casinos. Yeah, but there's like that's where this big uh, rally was being held in Yorkville, New York. Okay, so there was a march from the casino to this other place they were speaking, and they were doing it to, you know, honor Hitler's birthday and kind of like try and like whip up support for, uh, you know, the German American yeah, Bund. Yeah. 
So Meyer Lansky's like, okay, so we're gonna go in and fuck these guys up. So he recruited a lot of the members of Murder, Inc. Some of the ones that stood out to me, there was a guy named Bugsy Goldstein, who his thing is apparently he was known to crack jokes when he murdered people. That was That's like his reputation. Amazing. There was a what guy- What do you think he would say? What would your joke be if you like murdered somebody while you were murdering somebody? Knock, knock, who's there? Not you, bitch. <laughs> no, that's stupid. That's so dumb. I don't know. <laughs> There's also a guy named the Ice Pick, Jacob Drucker, because apparently he killed people with ice picks. That was his method of killing. What's the up? Ice Man. That's different. That's from Top Gun. No, not Top. Not that. Ice Age. That's also good. Um, <laughs> ice Ice Baby. <laughs> I don't know. What are you getting? Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Ice Tea. Okay, but what are you trying to say? <laughs> there was a mobster who used to, like a, a guy who used to murder people. I think. I think it was called the Iceman, not the Ice. Mr. He's, Freeze from no, Batman? No, that would be good. Yeah. No, it's Ice Pick. I don't know. But Somebody this else. guy was Somebody else. Ice Pick because that was his. So these guys, they had a very, they weren't like just guys that he found in the neighborhood. I mean, these were killers. They were tough fucking dudes. Wait, he killed with Ice Picks. I'm Correct. back here. Did he just like take them off the roofs out in New York when it was cold? Or do you think he had a freezer he would just kind of okay, manufacture? I just realized, I realized you don't know what an Ice Pick is. That's an Ice Sickle. That's an Ice Sickle. Oh, an Ice Pick is that one. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's like the. He's yeah, not carrying around. Like, what is no, he? No, it's taking? got like a wooden handle and a metal spear. Yes, I get that now. As to, I'm saying it, I was like, oh, wait, that's like not a high it's, thought. It's, it's to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's an ice pick to like, cl- like people chip away at the ice. You can climb with them as well. No, no, no. You no. can climb with that's, ice picks. No, that's not what ice picks are for. That's a whole different thing. An ice pick is like a small, round wooden handle and like maybe like six to eight inch. Um, spike, and you just use it to break. Could you imagine? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's so silly. That's so silly. I love that. Okay, that's my silly. That's like cartoon. That's like kind of a cartoon. I know. That's if like um, Roadrunner and Coyote are like in the like Arctic or something. Yeah, that's what I think about. It's yeah. No, an ice pick was meant to like pick ice off. Yes. You know. Yeah. So you know, there's a lot of times it was for like sneaky death. So like he would walk up behind someone pull their head back and shove it in like the base of where their brain is there's a great scene in um i think it's goodfellas have you seen goodfellas yes but it's like been a long time i think it's in goodfellas where um joe pesci's in a car with a guy and he shoves the ice pick into the base of his head that's like a quick like that yeah it kills you right away because if i'm not the most humane way to kill somebody probably maybe um, I'm not a doctor, so I could be wrong here, but I believe the Abdullah Oblongata is what it's called. Is the part the Abdullah of Abdullah Oblongata? You heard of this? <laughs> yeah, of course. It's like, yeah. The, it's like your the central nervous system of yeah, your brain, yeah. and you shove an ice pick in there, and you'll just die at instantly. Lights out. Like your body's like. Yeah. So it's if you're trying to kill someone, it's the most. They're probably not gonna because you know think about it. You got to be gu- so quick. A gun. It's noisy. You might not. They might get wounded and get away. They bleed out and not like die instantly. Right. You know. Plus the ice pick, you're not gonna get blood sprayed on you like with stabbing. True. You put the ice pick in, it's real quick, you know? So. Ooh, creepy. I feel so creepy. But that out. just shows also these guys were like ta- like very like, Smart, like meticulous. tacticians yeah, yeah, yeah. that they're killing. Okay. So the story goes. Now, I don't know if these numbers are inflated. It could be this is really how it was, but this is what I read. There were 15 Jewish mobsters. Mm-hmm. There were about 3,000 American Nazis there. Now, the thing is... The 15 Jewish mobsters successfully beat the shit out of most of those guys. Amazing. And, this, and you think about, like, well, how could, like, 15 go after 3,000? And there were some good thing quotes that made sense here. So the book is called Gangsters versus Nazis, How the Jewish Mob Battled Nazis in Wartime America. Okay. You guys want to look it up? Yeah. But a quote from the book it. says, it was men who knew how to march versus men who knew how to hurt. 
Ooh. And you think about it, and it was like a lot of these German-American bun guys, they were like straight-laced business people or like just working class. Like they didn't – they weren't tough dudes, yeah. you know? They was in the streets like, we support Germany. Like, right. Nah, nah, nah. These yeah. guys were contract killers, and they showed up with baseball bats, with pull cues. There's one story of a guy bringing a, uh, a frying pan. Um, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Just like smacking people Cause again, they're, the head. Because they can't kill them. It was very strict. Like, don't kill anybody. Right. That's what the judge said. But they wanted to send a message. Um, and what they did was uh, they disguised themselves as members of the American Legion. The American Legion was set up after War, War, World War I. Mm-hmm. And it was like a fraternity for veterans, basically. Right. Yeah, there's to, like buildings still. Yeah, like yeah they're really big. It's a great I did a show at one once. It's a great, oh, you did? Yeah, I did. Nice. How'd yeah. it go? It was actually really good. And there was a bar attached to it. Nice. And we did karaoke. And I sang That's so fun. Selena. Yeah, you love you, a man in, a man in uniform, huh? A real like these were old veterans. No. But <laughs> <laughs> it was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Well, yeah, you like men like in uniform. There was like something about it. It was one time. I did it one uh, guy okay. who wore a uniform. You fucked one 90 year old veteran. It was the- one time, you guys. <laughs> Don't judge me for it. No. Um, but so they disguised themselves because they didn't want the Germans okay, to right. who they were. And they so they got like American Legion outfits and snuck in and just beat the shit out of these That's guys. Awesome. Okay. So, by the way, the judge offered to pay Meyer Lansky and his crew. And he says, I'm not going to accept the money. I'm a Jew. I'm doing it for our people. Oh, it's a mitzvah. He did a mitzvah. And he was also very close with the Italians, like Lucky Luciano. Do you know that guy? No, but Jews and Italians are very similar. And and the Jewish and Italian mafias really work closely together. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, I want to go back to our friend Arthur, um, there's Arnold Rothstein. Arnold. Arnold Rothstein. Arnold Palmer Rothstein. Because the other thing, Arnold Palmer Rothstein. So you can remember it. (laughs) So if you like forget it. Arnold Palmer Rothstein. That way you could, because if you can't remember Arnold, you just go, Arnold Palmer. You know what that drink is? When they take Arnold Palmer and mix it with Manischewitz. (laughs) (laughs) That would be so... Would you try that if you found that in a wall? That would be so gross. (laughs) No, Manischewitz is disgusting. It's just grape juice. If you guys don't know what Manischewitz is, it's um, wine that you drink specifically on Passover because it has to be made with no yeast or... Yeah, it's like something. And it's really, really (laughs) sugary and, and just gross. I'm not, I mean, that or gefilte fish, which would you rather? Gefilte fish. I like gefilte I can, fish. I like it too with a little uh, I'll horse eat radish. It. Dude, I'll, I mean, I don't usually, but I would eat it anytime, not even during just Passover. Yeah. Chop liver, gefilte fish. Gefilte fish. I, I legitimately like gefilte fish. Yeah, I, I do too. I like most Jewish things in terms of the food. I don't yeah. go to shul really. I'm not so Same. into the praying. No, right. I'm not against it. It's just yeah. not for me. But I do, I like most of our food. Like you know, the cultural stuff. But with Arnold Rothstein, he was the first one. We kind of dabbled in this a little bit, but really helped, um, you know, cross the lines of like intercultural mob okay. stuff. Because the, a lot of the old, old school Italians were like, no, stick to Italians. Don't trust those Jews. Don't trust whatever. the dirty Jews. That's what a lot of people always say still to this day. And they were the ones that were like the immigrants into America. But then the first generation Italian mobsters, they were like, no, these Jews are pretty smart, dude. They're making a lot of money. Like, yep. we know some of them. They were like, you know what's so funny, dude? It's like capitalism does destroy racism. I mean, it can add to it, too. But like, the, uh, I guess what I'm saying is like the prospect of earning money can well, get. Well, Trump. Right. Uh, racism. Yeah. In this case, it absolutely did. Yeah, they were like, it's okay, we could just put that aside because we're all going to make a lot of fucking money. Right, and then yeah. and then they were, like, good friends. I mean, they were mobsters, but still, like, Lucky Luciano and Meyer Lansky. Mobsters have feelings, too. They yeah. can have, those are their friends. It's, yeah, it's just so funny that, like, this guy, Arnold Rothstein, was making so much money. So much money. And everybody's like, oh, we want a piece of that. And yeah. he really, the thing is, what he did, man, is, like, I mean, was it good? Not necessarily because, mm. you know, 
he was a mobster guy. But Lucky Luciano um, talked about it. And he said, like, he took him from, like, a street thug to, like, a, refri- a refined criminal. Mm. Taught him how to walk a certain way. Taught him the how to dress suits. a certain way. Yeah. Because, again, he showed them, like, you don't want to be a suspect for the police. You don't want to be suspicious. You want to present yourself like an honorable stand-up yeah. guy. Because if you come off a certain way, like right. you, if you present yourself a certain way, they might be like, oh, he's... He just messed up a little bit. And know? it also was just easy to like not even be a suspect in the first place. Right. You know, like make back then. Yeah. So much easier. So it was just really interesting that like that was sort of the very first introduction. What ultimately led the mo- Italian mafia to create their sort of godfather system and all mm. that is like being entered into this world of like, no, we're, we're, if you're going to be a criminal, you're a criminal with class, you know? But like the guy who's the godfather, like that is the ego. That is like the epitome yeah. of a fucking ego, man. Yeah, dude. Like, Do you think that somebody becomes the leader of a crime syndicate just because like they had nothing better to do? No. It could happen. <laughs> Absolutely not. They're like, hey, let me try Let me try this out. That life seems so... I, That's a th- life. That's a life. That seems so stressful to me. I could never... I you could, could never sleep. How would you sleep? I don't know. You're like, someone's got to hit out on me. Always. Like, that's how it would feel. I mean, I think you just sort of... that You're you're just into it enough where... Maybe it's not the adrenaline rush that they like. Like, I like living on the edge. Dude, you know? I don't know, man. You know, the, the ones that scare me the most of just, like, kind of hearing about what it's like are the cartels. I mean, the Russian mafia is really bad. The Italian mafia is pretty bad, but the cartel, the ways that the cartels torture people when they cross them. I'm going to do an episode in another season Ooh. about the cartels. Yeah. You're not squeamish. Can I share this? Yeah, one? yeah, yeah. I'm also, I'm, I, like, I like scream like that, but I can still yeah. hear Trigger it. warning. So one of the ways that um, it's very infamous for cartels to, to torture someone if they rat. Like, if you break a rule, they'll just kill you. But if you really break, like, if you... They feel like you betrayed us. Yeah, like, if you... if You you crossed us. Right. If you, yeah. you know, work with the police or anything, they would do this thing where they would take the guy. They would strap them into a chair. They would, like, handcuff their hands mm-hmm, and legs. Mm-hmm. And they would chair. You're totally naked. And then... Or you're, like, in your underwear. You're strapped Sounds down, kinky. right? Then they... <laughs> 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 it's, not, it's about... Oh, my God. It's not going to be in a second. Trust me. Okay. Um... They would shoot you full of adrenaline so you don't pass out, so you're, like, wide awake. You know what I'm saying? So, mm. you, so to keep the torture going as long as possible. Then they would put a mirror in front of you so you can see everything that's happening. Then they take a razor blade Stop. and slice around your face. And, and take your face off. pull the skin. Like the movie Face Off. And then they change faces with John Travolta. <laughs> no, they just kill you. <laughs> <laughs> but imagine that shit, right? You're on adrenaline, so you can't, like, no. pass out. And you're seeing it. There's a mirror in front of you, and you're seeing it, and you're, they're peeling the skin off your face. I feel sick. And then you have to bleed to death while you're just, yeah. That's what the cartels do. My stomach is, like, turning a little bit. Yeah. But thank you for sharing that. That's really intense. Yeah. The ice pick sounds way better. Then. Because it's quick. Yeah. You're quick. You're out. That is torture. Yeah. That's straight up torture. But women pay for that also. Oh my God. They do. That's the first um, chemical peel. It, wasn't a, it was a razor blade peel. <laughs> right. But it, they, we're going to give you new skin. Oh you're going to look great. You know. Can you imagine? Oh. The cartel is just doing makeovers. <laughs> That'd be crazy. So what was known as the Battle of Yorkville, that worked because they beat the snot out of all these Nazis. Because then shortly after, there was an upcoming event um, in upstate New York and they expected about a thousand guys to show up only 250 mm. showed up they couldn't get in because now the German American Bund was hip to what was happening so they had a bunch of police doing security okay. but apparently Meyer Lansky figured out how to get these two kids snuck in because they were like younger and they were undercover this is, sounds uh, the ways they used to insult people like like diss marks yeah. you know remarks yeah, 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 know, so yeah. silly the story goes that these two kids were in there and 
one kid shouts out in the middle, Hitler's got one ball, which like, I feel like you could have a better, you know. But back then, you're like, oh my God, nor have normality. He like, still has a ball, you know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, but some people are like, that's, you're not. You're I just wish it was a they would probably be like, that makes him weak, right? If he doesn't have both his balls. Yeah. Like, oh, he's a weak man. He only got one testicle. Yeah, I mean, that must be what it was. It's just funny that, like, that was yeah. the thing back then. But anyway, they you had... You got one ball. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> apparently, um, they had two glass bottles. They had, like, homemade stink bombs. And they threw them, and they exploded. And then it was, like, really smelly and stinky. And they ruined the event. Yeah. And everybody took off running. But just, like... Did you ever smell stink bombs in your high school? I, di- I did, actually. They're really bad. It's terrible. <laughs> really yeah. bad. So... Back to the government being involved. It was like an open secret in FDR's administration that he was open like... Open secret? Yeah, like people in the know knew this, but it wasn't right. like publicized. Public. That The attitude was like, I don't want to know the details. Just make these American Nazis as uncomfortable as possible. Because mm. again, they knew that they had to kind of like cut some corners. Right, and, yeah. and they can't murder them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then after this happens, Judge Perlman, the guy in New York, he's like, hey... This worked in New York. Let me start reaching out to other parts of the country. Mm. And he starts calling different mobsters in other cities. Okay. So, again, this is so funny. This goes back to these nicknames. He called this other guy Jake Greasy Thumb Guzik. Greasy Thumb. Yeah. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's like a weird, like. Yeah. like Greasy Thumb. Like, what? Because it's either like. He sticks his thumb. In I was thinking that. Oh, greasy thumb. <laughs> it's funny you thought that. Oh. No, I was thinking like, what if is he did he eat greasy spoon like diners? Maybe he would be greasy spoon then. Yeah, it would be greasy. Thumb. I don't know, but steel, either way, he was. Shit. He was a senior Jewish uh, Chicago mob boss. Chicago's tough. Yeah, Chicago's tough. So that guy, Jake Greasy Thumb, he actually went and rounded up a bunch of Jewish boxers. So people don't know this, but in the twenties. Jews were really big in boxing, yeah. especially from Eastern Europe. We did all we were like dominating in like the light featherweight. My mom These, dated one. Yeah. Now, uh, your mom did. Mm-hmm. Now, to be totally fair and transparent, at the time, Jews weren't really fighting against black and Latino fighters that much. So I don't know if maybe we would have done quite as well. You know, I'm just saying how things went. But at the time, Jews we, used to play baseball. <laughs> you're right. Some still do. But Some we still either do. way. I'm just being like, yeah, not, yeah. you know, I, I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. We're good. Because sometimes people are like, oh, yeah, well, where are they now? It's like, I get it, man. Like, yeah, it's different time. Yeah, um, different time. But there was a guy, rounded up a guy named Jacob Rubenstein. The real name uh, was Jack Ruby, actually. Jack Ruby. You know who that is? You'll know this. Jack Ruby killed Lee Harvey Oswald, who maybe killed JFK. Oh. So he was a boxer. So Rubenstein was his real last name, but Ruby was his like mob name. Mm. Interesting that he was one of these guys. And that's then he, very you know that story or no? What? The, the JFK, Jack Ruby, Lee Harvey Oswald. I didn't Oswald. know that, but now that you're saying like, so he killed Lee Harvey Oswald Correct. because he was trying to revenge kill. Like, well, JFK so here's the thing. Like, I'm going to, I might do a story on, uh, I don't, I probably won't do this for an episode because I try to not do stuff that's covered a ton. I try to do slightly less okay. known stuff. But the story goes. Well, if it's, it's, if it's an interesting story, it's. Yeah. Uh, that was very rabbinical. It. Like, hey, if, it, if it's good, it's if, good. If you want to do the story, if you do want the story, to do it, do you know? it. It'll be good for people to hear. It's good. So JFK, heard of him? Um, yeah, that, that one I've heard of. Thank okay. you. Yeah, he yeah. was assassinated maybe by Lee Harvey Oswald. That's what they right, think that, did it. That I know. While they're doing, like, some kind of perp walk with Lee Harvey Oswald, he's leaving the police station. Somehow, Jack Ruby makes it to the front of the crowd, shoots and kills 
Lee Harvey Oswald. Now, Lee Harvey, excuse me, Jack Ruby was a known mob associate. Okay. He was like clearly in with the Chicago Italian mafia. So there's conspiracy theories that the mob actually killed JFK and they paid Jack Ruby to kill Lee Harvey Oswald to cover it up. There's also... That's an interesting theory. Well, JF, the, the Kennedys for sure had mob ties. Joe mm-hmm. Kennedy was a bootlegger. I mean, he made How his fortune. How many Kennedys have like died? Most of them. Right, but like, yeah. it's all very... Tragically. Tragic, But right? their father, Joe Kennedy, made his money bootlegging during Prohibition. Okay. And so there were a lot of mob ties. Now, there's other theories that the CIA killed Kennedy. There's some really wacky theories that Jackie Kennedy had him killed because he was cheating on her so much. That one is the that least. That one, I think I throw that one out. Yeah. That's, that's far-fetched. But either way, pretty interesting that very Jack Ruby ended up being one of the guys in Chicago who helped, you know, kick ass at these Nazi rallies. I love it. Um, they were doing the same thing in Detroit. Same thing in L.A. Um, there was one guy. His name was Nat the Fighting Hebrew. Uh, the Hebrew Hammer? Do you yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. Um, then their group became known as the Anti-Nazi Minutemen of America. The Minutemen, because they get rid of them in a minute. They're just like, done. No, I think <laughs> I think Minutemen is a term for like a militia. You never heard this? I mean, I've heard, but yeah, why, but the, why is it called the Minutemen? I guess, I guess probably that. You have to be ready in a minute. It yeah. probably makes sense. You have to be ready to go any yeah. minute. Yeah. 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 Hopefully it's not like how long they can last. That would that that would be disappointing. What a bummer. Yeah. It's super bummer. Um, like you guys can't fuck, so come join the Minutemen. Yeah, in LA. <laughs> Just go take your tension yeah. out and fucking on the battlefield. <laughs> on yeah. the battlefield, exactly. Just a bunch of like sexually repressed dudes fighting. <laughs> they can't satisfy their wives. There was a guy named Mickey Cohen. Mickey Cohen. I've heard of Mickey Cohen. You have heard of Mickey I've Cohen. Heard of he Mickey was a Cohen. big gangster out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sean played him in a movie, Gangster Squad. Which, that movie was actually pretty bad, but the story is cool. Have you seen that, Gangster Squad? Gangster Squad? It's with Sean Penn, Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone. It's about, like, the mob in L.A. Land, Ryan Gosling, and Emma Stone. No, different one. (laughs) Different mob movie. This movie, it's not a good movie, honestly. But it's interesting, and it shows how the mob tried to take over Hollywood. Oh, yeah, they wanted to be involved. Yeah, it didn't didn't happen. No. That was also, this is another crazy topic we could do on a future episode. A big. There were many factors that led to the movie industry starting out here in L.A. Mm. The weather and all the that weather, stuff, obviously. Course. But another factor was that there weren't strong mob ties yet, and the mob oh. controlled all the labor unions in New York and Chicago. And the film industry people were like, "Let's." The, they created their own land over here. They're right, and so they didn't want to deal yeah. with. But what I'm getting at is like the filmmakers didn't want to deal with the corruption of the mob and the labor unions. Right. So they came out here because they're like, we can just do this without dealing yeah. with it. Yeah. So Let's it's just kinda, do it our way. Kind of interesting. There was very interesting. some other ones that are pretty funny. Like these names are so silly. Can I tell me another one? Putty Hanks was his name. Putty Hanks? Or Hinks, maybe. Putty Hinks. But Putty. Right? There was another guy named Harry the Dropper Levine. Harry the Dropper But his Levine. nickname was The Dropper. So I think... They just drop people off the side <laughs> of buildings? But I think if someone... Or do you like, just take massive shits? That's what I was thinking of, yeah. <laughs> um, and then there was one, Jaime the Weasel Kugel. Jaime the Weasel Kugel? Yeah, that was his Cougar name. Kugel? Kugel. Like the dish? Yeah, that was like K-U-G-E-L. If you, that's a good Did he Jewish... just bring a really great Kugel to every murder? <laughs> Like, Kugel's doing? delicious, it's dude. It's delicious. But like, he's yeah. just like, hey, guys, great job. I brought a Kugel. <laughs> yeah, he brings the <laughs> snacks after they finish killing everybody. Uh, it's so funny. So this is going on. So you know, the American Bund is still trying to make mm-hmm. their thing. But the um, Jewish mafia is like, dude, we're not going to stop. And so um, 1939, Hitler starts World War II officially. Okay. okay? Um, but as it's like clearly leading to that point, 
less and less Americans are cool with what's going on. Yeah, like, like more, wait a minute, hold up. Yeah, so more and more Americans are like, hey, man, like this is not, like we don't want to see this in our streets. Like mm-hmm. we hadn't fully entered yet, but it was clear. Make, that makes me feel good. That makes yeah, me feel th- good. Yeah, they're like, this guy's the bad guy. Okay. Good. So then February 1939, right before... We get into, I think it's about seven months officially mm-hmm. before we start, before Hitler started the war, rather. Our friend Fritz Kuhn, you know. Fritz, I heard, yeah, tan, Fritz Kuhn, the tan. Top, top the American top, Nazi. Top American Nazi. He held a giant event at Madison Square Garden. Now. Like a concert. What's up? Like a concert. Sure, like, well, like your Beyonce thing. Who runs the world? Jews, Jews. <laughs> okay, anyway. Um. What's interesting, too, though, is at this time, Hitler didn't want him to do that. Hitler mm. saw that the tide was turning and people were, like, getting pissed at seeing Nazis in America. So he actually said, like, stop it. Yeah, please stop. And he Because <laughs> he wanted America to kind of, like, for, like as it treated, like, out of sight, out of mind. He saw these American Nazis, like Fitzkuhn, is, like, reminding people. And he knew that, to his credit, knew that it was going to you know, right. make America want to side with the Allies. Yeah, so he's like, please but fucking stop. <laughs> this idiot Fitzkuhn was like... Um, whatever, like I'm going to, I believe in myself and my, you know, to do it enough. So he got 20,000 American Nazis to, or at least sympathizers to come to Madison Square Garden. There's footage of That's this. That's a lot. 20,000 is a That's fucking a lot, lot of people. That's a lot of people. Dude. Yeah. It's scary. So That's you, very scary. So there's on YouTube, you can watch this footage and it's really surreal to look at because in on the stage yeah. there's a giant portrait of George Washington flanked by two swastikas. What? And then there's a bunch of American flags. What? Yeah. So there and the, I need to see this. This is crazy. And the language is I will say it's not quite similar to what some people say today, but it is eerily Life like what um, I believe that they're saying so they were saying stuff like we need to take back America we need to give it back to the to true yeah true they didn't say we need to make America great again but of the sense it, like you know, the same theme there was a lot of um you know, you know he, it was a lot of attacking uh, FDR he called him Franklin D Rosenfeld trying to you know mm-hmm. said the Jew deal uh, the New Deal is the Jew deal mm. um, talking a lot about like Jew the Jewish deal. controlled media a ton of that shit you know. But it was also a lot of like, this is a nation of white Christians, of like Anglo, you know, very like that. Like, yeah, oh, you know, that's, we that's need to very stop, similar. Yeah, it's we a, need yeah. to stop the flow of Jews, stop the flow of dirty immigrants, stop the flow. It's like, cool, man. Yeah. Who built your shit? Who built this land? Like, honestly, like yeah, but, immigrants from all over, like, really? And then people are like, yeah. You're woo. just sexually repressed white. Uh, yeah. They're just like, no, don't talk. And then they grape each other. Yeah. Right. And they're just in the whole crowds like cheering. I also will say what I found out, you know, um, like that salute where they like put their arm out like that. The Sea Kyle. The, yeah. The, they stole that. Actually, that was a very common way that everybody saluted their flag in some capacity. Really? Yeah. Apparently. Well, they really made it not cool. Yeah. So <laughs> don't ever do that now. Um, it, what's interesting is in the video, this it, it's so surreal because. There's the woman speaking, and in this like thick German accent, she's like, "I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United <laughs> States of America," and to the Rep-, like in a super thick. That's trippy. Because really, what they were doing is they were they saw themselves as like there was all this language about how George Washington 
would have been like an ally of Hitler and they, like that's the kind of leader we need to go back to saying that like FDR was like a like a who's but he's he's speaking saying that they would be a supporter and a leader like someone speaking for somebody else you're saying yeah like the the guy Fritz Kuhn or whatever his name is Fruity Loops he was saying that like FDR who was the current president was like a puppet of the Jews and they needed people like Washington who actually believed in like white supremacy and all that, you know, and the right. crowd was like, yeah. But, but like Washington's dead is what I'm saying. So he's like saying something. Sure, right. But they, he was like, you know, they bastardized his image. Right. I don't, I'm not exactly. Gonna, yeah. they, exactly. But it was, it was just so bizarre to watch this with like the two giant symbols of like American history with like giant swastikas on each side. Just send it to me. And, there's, to and there's like, yeah, just go- if you Google like Nazi mm. rally MSG, 1939 or something it'll it'll come I'm up sorry does this nazi rally have msg in it because i can't have Boo. <laughs> all right guys before we wrap up this episode i want to take a second and thank our friends over at stash monkey if you've got a stash you're looking to store safely and responsibly stash monkey's got you covered stash monkey is a combination locking smell proof stash box that you can use to store cannabis prescriptions or really just about anything you want to store safely. The owner's a friend of mine, and he invented Stash Monkey because, just like me, he's a dad who enjoys cannabis and wants to store his stash safely and responsibly. I own one myself, and it's a great product. It comes with a built-in rolling tray and a removable silicone organizer you can use for things like vape pens and cartridges. Stash Monkey's a big supporter of all of our podcasts on the Skewed Orbit Network, and if you want to order one, head over to stashmonkeystore.com slash skewed. Again, that's stashmonkeystore.com slash skewed, spelled S-K-E-W-E-D. You'll save 5% on your order, and it really helps out the show. But here's what's cool about it. Here's what's cool about it. Is even though there were 20,000 of those folks inside, there were about 100,000 protesting outside. Mm. So at least this response was – because, again, yeah. by this point, people were pissed. The city of New York sent more police to deal with security than they'd ever right. done at that point for anything. They had 1,700 uniformed police officers, 600 undercover officers. Shit. And uh, there was one point when a guy actually rushed the stage. It was a Jewish guy who snuck in, and he was so furious, but – and they, they was like, I'm going to go crowd They beat him up pretty bad, yeah. unfortunately. But, but either way, it didn't work. By 1940, they had completely been well, phased okay. out because, you know, Good. right? Good riddance. So um, after all this, the city of New York, or the, it might have been the state. I think it was the state of New York was like looking into this Fitz Kuhn guy. They're like, okay, like, so. The fuck are you? Yeah, they're like, well, they're like this, something, you know. Yeah. Once it became clear that he had like, they couldn't really do it before we entered the war because of first amendment stuff. Right. And like, you know, but then after it was like, Oh, well he's a, that he's a, he's the tan, the yeah, top American he's Nazi. He's a tan. He's a Nazis tan. Nazis the bad tan guys. Guy, yep. Green light to go dig into his shit. And they found out that he had embezzled $14,000 of his own group's money. He apparently spent a lot of it on his mistress. Adjust- of course. Yeah. I, mean, I am not surprised. You know? Honestly, like... And by the way, if you adjusted for today's numbers, it's about $300,000. On the mistress? On the what? Well, he embezzled. But he embezzled. stole from his own... Or I don't know how much was on the mistress specifically. I was like, wait a minute. Career change. What's <laughs> happening? But he stole about $300,000 from his own organization. Hmm. Um, he got sentenced to five years in jail. And then when the war was over, he was deported back to Germany, where he was tried again in the denazification trials, where he got another 10 years. Okay, because, 10 years, that's it? Yeah. 
Well, I mean, he got 15 total. But because, you know, because he had been such a um, Nazi supporter and did criminal things mm. in that relation that they, they had tri- – you know about these, the Nuremberg trials? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that's the story of how the Jewish mafia took down American Nazis. Get it, Jews taking us taking them down. I love it. <laughs> I you, love it. Any uh, yeah? What was your takeaways, dude? What I mean, think? I think it's. I mean, I'm excited to talk about it. Like, I knew some things. It was nice to know more. Like, yeah. the full, get the full picture of the snippets that I knew about. Um, I say, like, yeah, fight for your right to like live freely and say, now we're gonna take this shit. We're not gonna take this fucking shit. And yeah. then, would you would you do it? You think you could do it? be a mobster like take down the nazis yeah dude yeah for sure um i don't know if i'd have it in me to be like a mobster in the tradition like i don't think i i wouldn't want to do you want to do the killing but like do you feel like you could be well, part would, of an organization or would you kill to take down the nazis i would kill another criminal i wouldn't kill i don't know what kind I, yeah what kind of criminal i guess it's subjective right i'd like to think i do the right thing and I'll just leave it at that. Whatever okay. was right at the time. All right. Know. But I wouldn't want to do like the like the protection rackets and shaking down honest business owners and stuff. That I don't I don't like that. Could you be like a bodyguard? Do you under, I don't understand how people are just like, I'm gonna be a bodyguard and protect and jump in front of this celebrity or this person and give my life to protect someone else. Um, which is great. Like I we people obviously serve our country and protect us yeah. and, but it's, it's interesting. Yeah, Something not, I couldn't do. No, like it's I'm not, it's enamors me that other people can do that. That's what I'm definitely not saying. for me. Definitely yeah. not for me. Um, well, well, it was interesting. I like this. this yeah, was good. thanks, yeah, dude. Thanks, well, Lizzie, yeah. I appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me. I'm just like chilling. This is yeah. what happens when I smoke. I chill. Yeah. You you had half an edible. I did. Like yeah. There was like a peak at one point yeah. when I thought icicles were ice picks. That, and, was, like, that was, was really funny. <laughs> you know? uh, there was a but moment. But you do know the difference, right? Yeah, of course I know the okay, difference. Of right. course I know the difference. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, just remind everybody how they can like check you out, support you, all that stuff. Uh, you can check me out on Instagram at the Lizzie Weissman. Uh, I got a couple TikToks, but a bunch of teenagers I work with follow me, so I'm kind of like, gotta, <laughs> I gotta stop on the TikToks. But okay. Instagram, where I'm at, post about my shows. Got some upcoming stuff in the works. Uh, it'll probably be out next year by the time you watch this. So nice. that will be great. Yeah. Well, guys, I've been Thank your you. host, Alex Getlin. We will see you next time.